0: Hello my wonderful friends, uh, welcome to Faith FM Drive Time. Welcome to Big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion and the Bible, and where we look at the world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I am Nikrita, your host. Thank you for tuning in. It's wonderful to be together uh, again today and please stay with us for uh, this hour uh, because we are going to bring you uh, some uh, wonderful uh, things, I mean some news, some things going on in the world and also looking into the Bible to continue with um, the theme which we choose for this week. We are going to bring it together a little bit today uh, concluding um, the topic uh, which we choose. But uh, I would like you to be part of this program. You know by now that I'm always inviting you to come along with us, and you know that you can send us a text message to zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one, and you can share with us. You can send us a, a text message with a thought, maybe a question, a prayer, anything, and just uh, come alive with us. Hey. Um, Yet, the days are going so fast, uh, one after the other, and it's again the end of the week. And... um with the good and bad and uh, lots of things going on in the world. uh, I can uh, assure you and uh, you are not um, a stranger to all the things uh, uh, going on and and, um, happening all around the world. And our thoughts are still uh, with those people in need and who are suffering, particularly those people in uh, um, Turkey and uh, Syria and, you know, many other um, earthquakes around the world, uh, as we speak. I mean, just back in my country, they are having some concerns there because they were you know, just uh, over uh, on the five point something, you know, on the Richter. Uh, but it's still uh, some concerns there. Um, I don't know what's going on in the world, but you know what? Uh, you don't have time to take a deep breath. And another thing, it's, uh, it's coming uh, as a uh, breaking news. Now, I would like to um, start uh, today to say hello to uh, our good friend, David Lima from Family Voice Australia, joining us uh, here in the studio today. And David, it's very good to have you with us. It's
1: great to be with you, Nick
0: hey david um, thank you for uh, for coming along and um, I uh, really appreciate um, because you always have something in the sleeve there you know like uh, mm. some events going on uh, what 's happening uh, in the world today but most importantly what 's happening uh, here in Australia with uh, with our um, good friends like in the government or in yeah. politics and David you travel quite a bit around uh, the state here and probably even interstate yes. um, and you share with various groups mm-hmm. very different groups in schools, in churches in um, different settings and um, yeah you, you, you get to know what's the pulse to say so what would you like to bring to our attention and to
1: to our listener attention yes. today? What's going on? What's in the pipeline, oh, to yeah. say so? Well, disturbing things are going on. Uh, very disturbing that the Prime Minister has said that he will be joining the march uh, at the uh, Sydney homosexual Mardi Gras. So, this has never happened before. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the first time in history that a sitting Prime Minister will be joining in the march. So... That's very disappointing because, really, the civic authorities should commend what is right, they should do so with their words and with their deeds, and unfortunately it's become very clear now that the government's really of both persuasions. I'm not mm. wishing to pick on the ALP as I raise this matter, but um, the, uh, the truth is that both parties have really gone gone very weak on this issue of sexuality and gender, and... You know, Nick, it's it's one thing to say, well, we accept something, mm. which I don't I don't go down that track, but I can understand the logic here. If they would say I accept something, but then not to actively promote it, so this is going one step further. It's never happened before. Mm. So you know, governments of both persuasions have been very, very uh, tolerant, shall we say, and and I mean no. No disrespect to people who are same-sex attracted or struggling with gender identity. Uh, We have compassion for everyone, but as a matter of public policy, and that's Mm. what government's all about, public policy, where do we stand? And so uh, we've got that unfortunate situation. The second matter concerns the freedom of schools to be able to choose staff on the basis of faith. Yeah, and I was going to just uh, go on that one a little bit, Mm. David,
0: because uh, during the week uh, we approached that one. And by the way, my dear friend listening today, if you uh, want to know a little bit more um Go and listen uh, on our website on faithfm.com.au uh, or maybe on your app if you have it on your device, FaithFM Australia. And on Wednesday, uh, Gary and David, they did a very good uh, segment on uh, World Watch there with this matter because this one um, was in the um, uh, Australian uh, newspaper mm-hmm. just this week, some declarations there yeah. in regard to this policy, what you just uh, mentioned, but yeah, go ahead uh, uh, david because i 'm interested
1: to see um, what you you 're picking up on uh, on that one yes yes well in the in the dying days of the Morrison coalition government, there was a bill which would produce some freedom mm-hmm. for Christian people or people of faith in relation to how churches would operate, how schools would operate. But the whole bill just suddenly tumbled out of control, so Mm. much so that the coalition said, well, we're not going to push this any further. So they withdrew their own bill. Uh, They'd they'd lost control of it, and it was not to their satisfaction. Uh, It it was, however, to the satisfaction of Labor and the Greens. So I really don't know where this might go. What's happened is that since then, we've had an election... Uh, prior to the election, the ALP said, oh, yes, we'll be looking after freedom uh, of faith. Mm-hmm. Well, that certainly didn't occur last year in the Northern Territory, where very draconian legislation has passed, so much so that the Bishop of Darwin is seriously considering shutting down the Catholic schools in the Northern Territory. Can you believe that? Right. He wow. is so upset that the integrity of the faith will be compromised. mm mm-hmm. So, uh, and it's not just the Catholics who are concerned about this, it's people of faith, uh, whatever their faith may be, we must have the freedom, Nick, to, to choose how our children are educated. hmm if parents don't want that for their children that's their privilege they can send them somewhere else but if they want a distinctively christian education yes they should
0: be free to have that that's a very important uh, aspect uh, mm. david and uh, yeah this this talks uh, pretty much about uh, to limit the hiring and even firing mm. of uh, staff mm. or personnel mm. in uh, religious uh, schools yes um, and this is you know private schools which uh, in australia private system Private schools are quite strong a lots mean, of school, because I mean. people are choosing, you know, as you just said, parents are choosing to put their children in these schools for a reason. Exactly. And then the, you come and say, uh, we want you to uh, not to speak about that faith or about that uh, ethos, you know, uh, what stands for. Uh, this is very uh, disturbing, as you just said, uh, David.
1: Yes, so the Australian Law Reform Commission has been tasked by the federal government to make some recommendations. Mm -hmm. They've done that. We'll have to wait and see exactly what the government does with those recommendations. Uh, All of this, unfortunately, is what we may call the thin edge of the wedge. Mm -hmm. There's a a gradual whittling away of of freedom of choice, freedom of faith, freedom of expression. And um, one of the problems is that the... Uh, freedom to be exempt from the anti-discrimination legislation is is exactly that, and it's it's an exemption. In other words, we have settled the matter morally, but we recognise that there are these Christians, and we have to give them special treatment because their ideas are not mainstream ideas, and mm. so we'll grant them an exemption. You see, we're immediately sidelined in the matter, and oh dear, those who have been put in that pigeonhole as having to have uh, special treatment because of their sensitive consciences, mm-hmm. well, eventually they'll just have to come round. And there's been huge pressure on reforms to change it such that maybe the librarian or the the, the cleaner or the ancillary staff, the admin staff, uh, why should the school have a faith-based policy in relation to what they believe and how they live their mm. lives? They're not teaching the kids, but... It doesn't work that way. Interesting. And uh, my experience um, going back 30 years is that uh, the ancillary staff provide pastoral care. They provide an example. Uh, you get this especially in small towns, mm-hmm. of course, where you run into the teacher in the, in the aisles of the supermarket, and I've done that on many an occasion. Um, but everyone in the school ought to be chosen for their beliefs and for their good conduct. hmm because they are not only receiving an education from the teachers, they're receiving it from everyone. That's right. Arguments are also made that, well, uh, if, if the teacher's teaching maths... So what if he's a homosexual? I mean, maths is maths. One plus one equals two. Mm. Whatever your sexuality, but it doesn't work that way because teachers are models. And I'm amazed uh, as I reflect on on my experiences. How mu- how much children are looking at you? You know, they're looking at the cheap tie that you wear, mm. and, and they're wanting to know about you, and they're seeing what's on your desk—a picture of your wife and your kids or something. You know. They are very, very observant. They're That's much correct. more attuned to what the teacher stands for and believes as a person than than what they write on the blackboard. And it seems like that we, we lost that uh, aspect, mm. thinking that, hey,
0: it's just, um, we just need to follow strictly everything like curriculums True, and all yeah. those things, which, okay, uh, make sense in many aspects, but from a holistic point of view, yes. to think of that. Innocent yes. young uh, exactly. child, yeah. uh, how you um, bring that young child to yes. to face yes. the reality of life with all the challenges and all the disagreements we have today. Right. And interesting here, um, David, uh, because uh, you just mentioned about the prime minister. Um, to decide to um, join that uh, uh, m- march, you know, uh, and Anthony Albanese, uh, he he spoke um, uh, and he has reiterated um, that Labor will respect religious school right to select staff based on faith mm-hmm. after a widespread black b- backlash uh, from religious groups. Um, to that proposal to to limit their hiring and yes. uh, and firing uh, powers. Yes. Now, uh, a strong alliance, you know, of um, uh, religious groups, you know, and schools, they come together and actually uh, they um, rejected yes. that proposal, as you, you just pointed out. Mm. I mean, how do you marriage these two, uh, David? I mean, Obviously, our prime minister—it's assuring, you know, the um, um, electorate, you know, that he will respect what he said in uh, before the election, and then right now this push to to some rights of LGBT, you know, and Mm -hmm. some um, uh, clashes. In the system, you know, in schools, could be uh, workplaces and anywhere else. Mm. I mean, how, yeah, I think you said it before, but yeah, if you could just just reiterate on, on that one, uh, what the publican, what a,
1: a person who holds an office yes. uh, should behave? Well, the civic authority is mandated biblically to commend what is right and to punish what is wrong. Mm. A punish may not necessarily involve violence or imprisonment, but Mm. can simply involve what Prime Minister John Howard did many years ago, and that was when he was invited to the homosexual Mardi Gras, he politely declined. It's as simple as that. Mm. So we're not talking about throwing people in prison or anything like that, but we're talking about government that will refrain from encouraging something which is contrary to what is good and right. So how do we know what is good and right? Well, we need to study scripture. Mm-hmm. But we can also study the book of nature, mm-hmm. where it's very clear that hum- humanity is made male and female, and it's only male and female which can naturally produce issue. So the book of creation or the book of nature smiles upon yeah. a diversity uh, and on the binary nature of humanity. Jesus also said, Have you not read at the beginning? Uh, when they, when the, uh, the Pharisees uh, raised the question of divorce with him, he went right back to creation. Have you not read that God made them male and female? Mm. And for this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife. The two will become one flesh. Uh, and how valuable that is for our culture. So you can do sociological studies to see how well children develop, and they develop best when they are raised by mother and father in covenanted unity. Mm. And every departure from that is less valuable for the raising of children. So we've got to think about the needs of children in this whole matter. If anyone needs protected, protecting, mm. it's the welfare of children, not the rights of the individual that might say, oh, well, this is the way I am, this is the way I think, and this is the way I want to live. Uh, okay, I was born biologically a man, but I want to dress as a woman or vice versa. Yeah, I think that's a very good point what you just
0: raised now because actually in schools, you know, in the education system is not that the, um, children go to school there because of their teacher is the other way around. The teachers are there because of the children, you know, mm, to be educated. Exactly, exactly. And you need to, uh, to put aside even if you have something, you know, which you have personally have a different orientation in a way or the other, but you need to put aside those things in favor of a good education for the children. And I'm looking here at this uh, article, uh, um, David, and it's a, it's a very, uh, I, I must say that this is a good thing, you know, that um, people of all fa- different Faith, you know, uh, kind of faith. They come together uh, to uh, to protest yes. against this. Now, uh, like uh, Anglicans, Catholics, Orthodox—I uh, just just to mention a few—Jewish yeah. uh, people and mm. Muslim and so on and so forth. Um, they are coming together now. Many of these uh, groups, uh, David, they struggle or they have issues. In the church with, with the gender um, True. confusion uh, confusion, you know what I mean? They deal with that. but on this matter, mm. they stay strong there because, as you just said, here it's a beginning yeah. of something which can go wild if you start to legislate yes. and put in place some things you know that you are not allowed to uh, to hire who you want yeah. in the school and then you are tied you cannot fire if somebody goes uh, you know just, just to mention that that I need to be protected because I have a different orientation yeah. you know yeah. what I mean this is very delicate I believe it's it's very it is, cunningly what, I will say put it there <laughs>
1: but what's gone wrong is that we've gone berserk about the rights of the individual and we're forgetting the common good Mm. So we've got to figure out what is the balance between the rights of the individual and the common good. And surely the common good must trump the right of the individual because no one lives on an island and everyone mm. affects everyone else. And if, uh, if someone wants to walk around with no clothes on, uh, this, is, this may well suit their individual rights, but it's got nothing to do with the common good. People have done this. They've walked around naked and said, I'm free to express myself. This is my body. I'll do what Mm. I like with it. They soon find themselves in trouble. Exactly. Now, why do we see that so sensibly and yet we can't see a problem with what's going on with respect to anti-discrimination legislation? Very good point. So I do hope that the Prime Minister will heed this letter that's been signed by so many faith leaders across the country. And I hope he'll realize that it's uh, not in the common good to go down the pathway that the Northern Territory Labor government has gone down and which uh, other other Labor governments uh, are probably thinking about going down. Uh, the Liberals aren't too much better, I've got to say, on these issues, so I'm not trying to make a partisan decision, mm. a partisan statement here today. But all of our civic authorities need to understand what is in the common good. And the best judge of what is in the common good for the needs of children is their parents, they are voting with their feet even as we speak because every day more and more children are pulled out of state schools and they're put into Christian schools and church schools, independent schools because they want the freedom to make that choice. They see an advantage. They're dissatisfied with what the government's doing in, in the schools that it runs. Mm. We could probably come back and do a whole session on why, why governments think that they ought to be involved in, in, in education at all. Now, they, they don't run supermarkets, for example, you know, what, what makes them think that they can run education better than the private sector can. So uh, I, I'm a very keen supporter of Christian education and uh, I'm not the only one. Many, many parents are pulling their kids out, sending them, them to Christian schools. But if the distinction is eroded, there'll be no point in having Christian schools and David you are a voice for
0: families in Australia and uh, thank you for uh, raising your concerns Uh, we're inviting people to speak up you know and to visit their uh, local MPs and uh, all those things you know uh, these things need to be discussed uh, rather earlier than too late you know right. thank you so much David for coming with us today and sharing with us may uh, yeah, God bless you and um, continue to do the good work which you do with Family Voice Australia my dear friend um, listening today on Faith FM Drive Time BQ&A we are going to take a short break um, here just uh, before we do that I'm uh, just guiding your um, direction, or what should I say, I mean, uh, attracting your attention to say so to an offer which we have, because it's a wonderful thing today, we are going to give a Bible, to give away a Bible, a New King James uh, Bible with um, studies uh, at the back uh, of the Bible. Already, uh, this offer has been... um, requested by so many people uh, this week and uh, the reason i'm saying that because i will come just after the song which i prepare to give a little bit more information about uh, that but again you know that you can be part of this program by uh, sending us a text message on 0488880811 on the same number i will ask you to to come and request uh, that free offer which you have but right now um, song uh, prepared for you with uh, jessica king Keep me in your will. This program is made
2: possible by the support of Adventist World Radio.
0: This is uh, Drive Time BQ&A and uh, you are listening uh, to Faith FM radio right from Adelaide, South Australia. And, uh, it's good to have you with us uh, today, my dear friend, uh, listening, wherever you are in the car or you may be home or who knows, maybe on the tractor, the, the farm or, you know, uh, it's, it's good to have you with us. And I'm encouraging you to be part of this, uh, program. You know, you can send a text message with a question, a thought, maybe just a comment on the, the topic we, we discuss, um, and you can do that on zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one. But right now, as I promised before the um, break, that um, I would like you to have this wonderful uh, Bible, which we have a free gift for you—a Bible, New King James, uh, by Mark um, with Mark Finley's uh, helps, which is a, a Bible reading plan for the whole uh, year. A wonderful Bible uh, in Burgundy uh, cover, and um, you can send us a text message with uh, a, with the a code SA103. And this Bible is yours, my dear friend. Um, free of charge. <laughs> no obligation. Uh, please don't hesitate to send us a, a text message with the code SA103. And um, our friendly robot will um, will just ask you a couple of questions and this offer will be on its way to you. And uh, I'd like to just uh, now uh, bring your attention to the uh, theme which we had for the whole week. Uh, A very interesting one. Uh, Is faith more than a crutch for the week? A few questions we already dealt with. Uh, uh, what is faith? What does it mean to walk by faith? Or uh, is faith just a crutch for the weak? These are very good questions, my dear friend, and, uh, you know, if you miss some of these programs, you know by now that you can uh, go on our website, faithfm.com.au, or uh, on the app, Faithfm Australia, if you don't have it, download it on your device, and you'll be able to listen back to some of those programs. Now, another question which um, we dealt with was, uh, does faith exclude reason? and that was a very interesting uh, program I'll like you to to yeah uh, revisit that one if you missed it. And just the other day uh, our good friends Fabiano and Hugh uh, they um, talked about how did faith function in the ministry of Christ because that's the ultimate example, you know, we need to know uh, how Christ uh, um you know related um In this life, he was our example and he spoke many times that uh, uh, we need to look at him and uh, uh, reflect his uh, life uh, every day. But today we are going to ask uh, another question and this is how does faith change contemporary, contemporary life? And I think that's very important. Uh, we live in the 21st uh, century with uh, lots of differences, but uh, how can we relate today to faith? And I'm uh, privileged to welcome in the studio our uh, regular um, co host, uh, Tracy Papandreou. It's good to have you with us, Tracy.
2: Hi, Nick, and hi to all the listeners.
0: Hey, Tracy, um, how was your uh, week so far?
2: Oh, um. It was just a whirlwind. <laughs> okay. So I'm looking forward to Sabbath and uh, uh a chance to just relax in in God and and have a nice rest from it all. Beautiful. Uh, so so yeah. Beautiful. But I'm always conscious when I say things like that, you know, any of the things that I'm dealing with are first world issues as mm. they say. Mm. Uh and we know that there are people you know, really dealing with difficult things right now. So I think it's always good to put things in perspective, isn't it? You Absolutely. know, and, and uh, you know, I can look at oh gosh, this week's been a little bit difficult. But you know, when um, and that's one of the things mm. you know we, we we're taught um, through the word, yeah. you know, is to take our eyes off ourselves and put our eyes on others. And it it does. It helps us to find that perspective.
0: And uh, you're right, Tracy, because uh, when we look at our life and uh, of course we're dealing every day with very difficult things, you know, but uh, if you compare those things, depend with what you compare them, um, if you'll be now in uh, Turkey or in Syria or who knows in Ukraine or, you know, uh, uh, will be different priorities there would be different, uh, uh, different perspective, you know. And you're right when you say we're dealing a lot with, with just first world uh, issues. issues here.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah um, when I was living in Sydney uh, for a couple of years, I used to, um, uh, once a week, I would uh, visit a gentleman who had previously been part of our church, but he had uh, an incident and he ended up with what they call locked-in syndrome, mm-hmm. which is where... Um, Although you know his 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 mind is okay and everything, uh, he's just unable to communicate, uh, and um, yeah, I found that that brought great perspective to my life. Um, to uh, you know, I might be stressed out at work, uh, and I'd drop everything and I would go, and it would just kind of you know all of the all of the. Things that we look at and think are big issues, uh, when, when you really look at real mm-hmm. big issues, uh, it just balances everything out, you know. Yeah. So I think that's a really important exercise for us to do, you know, and that's where I think volunteering and all of that kind of thing is great. Not only for those that we help, but it's good for us too, mm, you know. Mm. Uh, so, so, yeah.
0: Yeah, no, that's good. It's good to have you with us, uh, Tracy. And, uh, yeah, you, you said that you are, um, um, looking forward for, uh, Sabbath day rest. Now you still worship with, um, uh, Brighton Seventh-day Adventist Church here in Adelaide in uh, yes. South Australia where yes. is that located in case in of somebody's listening and wants to visit uh, yeah. a church
2: in Amelia Street in Hove in so Hove. out I mean, by the, by the uh, seaside suburbs Yeah, and
0: it uh, starts at 10 o'clock uh, uh, in well the morning we, or 9.30 well
2: um, our main service starts at 11 but for those who wish to come along to uh, Bible study mm-hmm. yes that starts between 9.30 and 10 oh,
0: ok yeah. ok Well, uh, my dear friend uh, listening today, if you uh, think that uh, you may want to visit uh, one of our churches all around Australia... Even all around the world, if you're listening from somewhere else on your device, um, just Google uh, Seventh Day Adventist Church in your area. Why not to have that experience to go and see what these people uh, are um, doing there on the Sabbath day, worshiping on uh, on Sabbath? This program is uh, sponsored by the Seventh Day Adventist Church, and uh, we are grateful uh, uh, for that. Uh, Tracy, I would like to just again pose that question which we chose for uh, today because you know when you think that faith some people look at faith and say oh yeah I heard about this many times that's for just for elderly people or just for those people who are disturbed or discouraged in a way or the other Uh, yeah but if everything goes alright you don't need faith you know you can just cruise in life I'm not sure if that's if that's um, the reality, but i I would like to just uh, ask this question again: how does faith change contemporary life?
2: Faith can change our lives incredibly, and I think when we see those changes uh, happening in our lives, um, you know that that can actually that, that gives us a tangible kind of way to see that our faith is making a difference and it's not just this, um, nebulous thing that, that we, we look forward to, uh, a future time when we will live with God in heaven. Um, and, and when it's left as something like that, uh, you know, it, 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 it can, People may struggle to see its relevance when their understanding of it is only about a future perspective, a future opportunity mm. for a better life. Mm. And that's true. We do have that. We're, we're promised that through, through the Word. But while we're waiting on that, faith gives us so much more. Um, I think of when um, we talk about, You know what can faith give me? What can it contribute to a contemporary life? What I think of is, and we talked about this last week actually, is um, the fruit of the spirit. Mm -hmm. In Galatians five twenty two to twenty three, it says there. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. Against such there is no law. So these are all of the um, promises, if you like, that we are given that um, when we allow ourselves to be open for the Holy Spirit to transform us, these are the fruits that we will see happen in our lives. Now, uh, any believer who's being uh, real and true with themselves will look at that list and go yes, yeah, some of them I've got down pat, but others, uh, you know, I think many of us should walk along with a big sticker on our foreheads that says under construction. Mm. <laughs> because that's the reality I think for all of us is that we haven't reached perfection. We are still very much collaborating with the Holy Spirit, allowing the Holy Spirit to make those changes in us.
0: When you said that, you know, really, yeah, it 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 really stood up again in uh, in my own experience. Looking at those beautiful, you know, the the fruit of the Spirit, which is all of them, you know, uh, it, it's the fruit of the Spirit, not the fruits of the Spirit. Mm. It's interesting how it puts it in Galatians there. Mm when i look at all of them i'm lacking on all of them mm. you know and um now that doesn't mean that there is not a possibility to really um experience that real thing which god speaks about you know the uh but we need to connect with god we need to have faith in jesus all little faith you have, you know, uh, Mm. sometimes the Bible says, you know, Mm. if you have faith like a little mustard seed, you can move mountains. Mm. And sometimes probably that's the problem. We are very, we lack faith.
2: It was interesting um, as you were speaking, what came into my mind was this whole analogy of fruit. And fruit often well, I know this because I had to take a whole heap of fruit off my trees at home because the birds were just going berserk and I thought I'm going to get none of this unless I take some of this fruit off. But I couldn't eat it straight away, much of it. Mm -hmm. I had to wait for it to mature. I Mm -hmm. had the promise of some nice fruit you know, I taken yes. it from the tree. Yes. It was in my bowl, sitting on the bench top, but I had to wait for the mat- for for that fruit to mature. And mm. I think it's a little bit like that with us too. We have the promise mm-hmm. of this, but we need to, um, with time, allow um, the Holy Spirit to do the work in us that that it that He needs to do in us. Um, and you know, sometimes um just learning not to resist against what the holy spirit wants to do in us can sometimes that, even that can take some time you know all of it, for us to completely to sur- surrender to to what the holy spirit wants to do because um many times we have ideas about what our life will mm, be like mm. uh and we don't know the beginning from the end like the Lord does, and the Holy Spirit has that knowledge that's been given to him through the Lord. Yes. Uh, and so he, he, with that knowledge of what's going to be happening in the, you know, what the potential is for our lives in the future, there are changes that he seeks to 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 make in us. Um, So, yeah, we have that promise. And, you know, when you look at that list, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, self-control, as you said, Nick, Mm. I see many of those in which I'm lacking. However, I can, without boasting, say I can see that there's been movement Mm. since I have come to Christ. Mm. There has been change. Um, I know... When I have customer service issues with companies, um, I used to have a very, very short fuse mm. um, and was probably not too nice always when I was complaining to people. Well, I still complain and I think we have a right to complain mm-hmm. when service has not been as it should have been. But I, when I stand back, I see that I do that a little bit differently now. Um, and that's because I do. The Holy Spirit speaking to me, saying, you know, hey, Tracy, this is my child too. You know, the, this person you're talking to, you know, this is my child. Um, I died for them, you know, and so it really does, when you have faith, um, it really does change the way you interact with other people. Um, as I said, you know, I should have a big under construction Mm -hmm. stamp on Mm -hmm. my forehead as many of us, I think, require. I think that would get us, um, that would really help us a lot of the time remembering when we want to be a bit tough on other people, when we want to point the finger at other people who haven't done things, you know, according to the christian way yeah. i think it would it would be so helpful to us all if we just all had this sign hey i'm under, under construction uh, you know like um when people are training
0: mm-hmm. and they have the yeah. ba- yes. they
2: have the badge that says yeah, you
0: have extra pa- <laughs> patience with them you're right
2: says i'm in training you know yeah. um and and we do we tend to be more patient with 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 people when we understand that and i think yeah sometimes and sometimes you
0: can be frustrated i know i spoke with a, a friend of mine just the other day he said hey i've been somewhere there and i wait in the line for an hour or so to get service there and then when i got there a trainee came in and didn't know what to do and i was just seems like all the the day is ruined you know but again because if you don't know if you don't know that hey uh, you may need to exercise some patience there. You may need to exercise some kindness and all those things. Now, when I look at the list again, uh, Tracy, um, I'm, I should say that even though we lack uh, lots of, and many times, you know, to put in, in place and exercise those ones, but um, if we are uh, honest with ourselves as uh, as Christians, we see the work of God in our life, you know, the hand of God in our life. And, uh, at least even when prompting us to say, Hey, you're a little bit, uh, high tempered there, you know, but it's reminding you. The problem is when you justify that thing and you are not reminded. And I think that's the biggest problem. And, uh, look, uh, yeah.
2: but we see but isn't it great we see signs that the Holy Spirit is there wanting to do that work in us and I think if all of us are have really been trying to work with the Holy Spirit um, and we've been doing it for a little while if we're honest with ourselves yes we can say I need the under construction sign but we can also say you know I'm, I'm not where I need to be but thank you God that I'm not where I I, w- yep, was I was yeah. before, yeah. you know, now, so we we see that progress.
0: Uh, in the Bible, Tracy, I mean, are there other places or where we can look at it and learn uh, that we are instructed, you know, uh, not to be just, um, uh, you know, just to listen, you know, to the things, but to be doers, yeah, actually, not you know. To just
2: be hearers of yeah, the hearers, Word, to, yeah. be, to be doers, yeah. And that's the thing, because otherwise it's just these... Just theories, isn't it? Mm, mm. If, if our lives are not being changed by what we believe, then, then it's just all theories. But yes, um, I wanted to bring out in James 1, 22 to 25, there is, uh, we are actually admonished to be doers of the word and so it says there but be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourselves. Isn't that interesting it Mm -hmm. tells us when we're not actually putting this stuff into action we're just kidding ourselves. It says for if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror for he observes himself goes away and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. Mm because we, we're told that the law is like a mirror to us. It helps us to, to understand where we still fall short and need help. It he says, But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. If anyone among you thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue but deceives his own heart, this one's religion is useless." Useless, pure and undefiled religion before God and the Father is this: to visit orphans and widows in their trouble, and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. Mm. So you know, lots of
0: wisdom there.
2: (laughs) Yeah, and you know, your 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 question initially was how does faith change contemporary life? Well, faith can change contemporary life if we allow ourselves to be doers of the word. Yeah. Not just hearers of the word, because it's like anything, you know. I'm actually in training as my main job.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And I know that I can take people theoretically through things, but it's not until they actually get in and they're, you know, using the software and yes. they're doing it that the, the penny drops out. Ah, okay. Yeah, now I understand that now. You know, there is, there is a real difference when we actually, um, have that experience ourselves and actually are uh, taking theory and actually incorporating it into our lives and doing something with it so that there is a result
0: and that's one thing um today with the young people in particular but not only um that uh, you know uh, they are so knowledgeable of things from the internet from other things uh but i wonder um you know, when you are asked to put in practice, in practice, some of that, and I look at myself, I study for a number of years, a particular thing, you know, and uh, when I finished that, um, I was not able actually to, I, I was in the wood industry, um, art furniture, you know, mm-hmm. and I remember that I was asked to make from scratch, you know, a table, for example. Yeah. And I have to go to choose the wood, to do this, to do that, and mm. I say, "Wow! That's I mean, exciting. I learned a lot of things, you know. But now I had to do it. Yes. And you know what? Uh, it was with pain yes. and suffering when I start to put things together, and when that piece of wood break in my hands or other things, and and then I start to really be confident and learn to do things, and I start to do. Theoretically, before, I thought, well, no question, I can do that, theoretically. But it was a different story when I put my hands on.
2: And Nick, I bet there were things where, you know, you kind of, you took the theory and because through a bit of pain you worked out, well, the theory is this, but when I use this kind of wood, for example – you know, the theory doesn't work quite so well in that situation. I've got to do it a little bit this way got in it. that situation. So you, so you learnt, you know, the, 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 the practicalities of, you know, the theory is this, but in different circumstances, I may need to actually, um, Apply that a bit differently in those mm, different circumstances. Mm. So, yeah, so, yeah. and in with anything, the more you understand the theory and put it into practice, the more you are able to really work with that and make it all work. I hope I am not starting to sound like I am going off fluffing, you no, know. But, no. but you know, um, I really think sometimes really with anything the more you understand it the more you can deal with the subtleties and the different situations and how you know you you can apply things you um, yeah it's just just about being confident with confident with with and let's just bring it back to it's confident with the word confident with you know okay the word says that but in this situation you know um, how would I apply that kind of?
0: Because you can quote the, the Word of God, the Bible, many times, you know, but uh, when you come into that situation, you know, of uh, living it out, you know, that's the, the challenge. Any other passage in the Bible you like to share?
2: Yeah, actually, um, Matthew sixteen twenty four is something that I wanted to talk about, where we talked about um, where, where Jesus actually told us that we um, have to take up our cross. And so he was kind of saying, you know, you're going to have a little bit of pain with this. Mm. Uh, Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. And that kind of makes you think, okay, well, life's going to be a bit tough if I'm a follower of Christ. But what I would say is that I love the way the Holy Spirit transforms our minds and some of the things that we might have kind of thought, okay, um, you know, I've got to be a good Christian so I won't kind of listen to that music that kind of, you know, talks about mm. that kind of stuff. And it might feel painful to begin with because we might be kind of separating ourselves from the standard in society. But what the Holy Spirit does is... It changes us inside mm. so that the things that we've had to, in inverted commas, sacrifice, he gives us other things that are more important to us. And, and, um, I just wanted to point that, that out. So, yes, we are told that, that, you know, we need to be set apart. There are things that we um, will have to give up. But I truly believe that what happens is that the Holy Spirit changes us so that our desires are the Lord's desires. Mm. And, um, you know, that way our our thoughts are in unison with Him. So it's not like this painful thing, I have to be a Christian, I can't do this. What happens is He gives you joy in different things.
0: And faith, the... Um Tracy, because that's where we are trying to, to find, uh, an answer, you know, if faith is just a, a crutch, you know, for the weak or, um, faith is something interesting because if you want to look at definition of faith, mm. faith is something which you trust in something which you don't necessarily see,
2: mm. Mm. in
0: something which you can, uh, do in your you you know? Uh, it's a belief in, uh, in
2: things uh, unseen.
0: That's correct. Belief, yeah, yeah. Be, uh, belief in the things which you don't see. Yeah. It's almost as I said with uh, myself when I, I was put in the situation of now make that table. Mm. I haven't done it before. Yeah. I yeah. haven't done it before, you know. But I had to trust. Mm. You know, to have faith that I'm equipped theoretically. Yes. Now it's just a matter of put the put your Putting hands on. Practice. Put this in practice, and then. This is the beauty, enjoy of the result of that yes. faith, you know, because that's how faith is. Faith without works is death.
2: It's useless. Uh, it's useless. Yes,
0: when you when you see because of faith you see the things coming up, uh, then you rejoice you uh, you grow you are excited Mm. and Mm. that's that's wonderful Mm. hey we have just uh, maybe one or two minutes left uh, today um, uh, to bring it up together and uh, not before we are going to um, mention again the offer which we have that wonderful uh, bible are you um, able to just uh, talk to our listener about the offer which we have because it's a it's a bible with uh, a plan how to study the bible for the whole year
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd just like to encourage our listeners to, to really take advantage of this. So it's a beautiful, um, burgundy hardcover Bible, um, New King James Version, Um, but what comes with it is uh, Mark Finley, who is a world-renowned evangelist, pastor. Uh, It comes with study helps, which he has prepared, as well as a yearly Bible reading plan. So Mm. some really good um, additional things in there that makes it stand out from your average New King James um, uh, Bible. It looks like it no, I've got a photo here, looks like it's a nice looking Bible Absolutely, so you my, go.
0: my dear friend don't hesitate to send us a text message with the code SA103 to zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one. Tracy, let's just uh, wrap it up uh, here uh, today and um, we are uh, asking this, uh, this uh, question uh, today, how does faith change contemporary life?
2: Well, I think when we put all of the counsel of the Word into practice, it, excuse me a moment. <coughs> Sorry about that, listeners. Um, it it actually um, it 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 can't not change our lives Mm.
1: um,
2: because uh, it's just a formula, if you like, that when you take this on board and you allow the Holy Spirit to do the work, uh, our lives are changed for the better. I just think about some of the counsel, for example, about, you know, um, how... It can assist us in terms of mental health, if you like. Um, One of the things that we are counselled about is what we think about. I'm looking at Philippians here, Philippians 4, 8, where this is Paul uh, giving counsel. He says, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, Meditate on these things. And so, um, you know, there's another good reason for why faith can change our contemporary life when we take it on board and we actually incorporate the counsel and um, actually Carry out the things and the instructions and the admonitions that we we are given. Just there, there is one about being careful about what you think about. So, I would just like to, in summary, say that yes, faith is. It is very valid in a contemporary life. It can change our lives and it can change it so much for the better as long as we take on board the counsel of the Word, we allow ourselves to be open to the Holy Spirit uh, and we, we're we patient with ourselves and others as well.
0: That's wonderful. Thank you so much, uh, Tracy, for sharing with us today. Our time is up. Uh, thank you for being with us, my dear friend. Please uh, join us again next time. We are going to talk a little bit, um, a very interesting thing about prophecy and Nostradamus. That will be very interesting. But until then, may God richly bless you and have a wonderful, safe walk in the footsteps of Jesus.
3: This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio.